Hey everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I'm your host of the most, Nick Nitro. And first off, a little apology. Uh, there were some technical uh, complications that stopped us from releasing an episode last week. Matter of fact, we recorded the episode with Jimmy. And uh, guys, it is heartbreaking because there's at one point in the episode, I really loved our conversation. And I wanted to share it with you guys so badly. It was about HBO films. And uh, it's always hard to try to recreate these things. So unless it comes up naturally again, I, I, I'm not going to try to stop it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it was fantastic. We talked about the film The Normal Heart, which is fantastic. I finally did see it. At the time of recording, I did not. But uh, we talked about the quality of HBO films and how they've dipped for uh, a few years. And now they're starting to get coming back at full force. So uh, check that out. If you have HBO Go, check out their other projects as well. Uh, also on this episode, uh, well, I'll get to that here in a second. Let's get all the sponsor stuff out of the way. Uh, my own project i'd like you to to help check out is uh ultimate teenage mutant ninja turtles you can go to utmnt.com or you can go to patreon.com forward slash utmnt that is patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash utmnt this episode is sponsored by also pack rat comics pack rat comics is one of the best comic shops i've ever been to straight up jamie and Teresa, the owners and their whole family uh not just by blood, but I'm talking about people who work there. They are a family. They take really good care of you. And literally, it's one of the best comic shops I have ever been to. I love them. Matter of fact, we're doing GBG Live at Not A Comic Con, Comic Con, which is coming up in July. Um, so again, these guys are fantastic. They have their own podcast, too. Check them out, packratcomics.com. Uh, and finally, this episode is also sponsored by audible.com with over 100,000 titles to choose from. Get a free audiobook and a 14-day trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Also, don't forget to check out the band Hide Your Tigers. You can uh, check out the link on our show notes, or you can go to hideyourtigers.bandcamp.com. All right, here is episode 236 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky with uh, DJ Ogdog, a.k.a. my father. It was a fantastic conversation. We talk about Fargo, and we talk about we talk a little bit about Godzilla, too, but we also really uh, go into uh, the Disney film Maleficent pros and cons, what do we like about it, and all that. It's, it was a really fun conversation. I don't get to have him on the show that much, but uh, he came through in a bind after some scheduling mishaps, and it was a fun conversation. I hope you guys enjoy this as I did. Uh, uh, we really delve in and dissect Maleficent and Godzilla and a few other, and, and Fargo too. And uh, I mean, it was a, it's a really fun conversation, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Here's episode 236 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endured any aspect of the show. Probably not going to do a very good job, Dick. No, we haven't. You've done fine. You've done fine every other time. 
but you probably had to edit a half of it out because I'm like, I don't edit. I don't edit anything. If I do, well, maybe you should. Maybe I should. Should I? Should I break the tweet on the recording, or should I do it before? Yeah, break the tweet right now. Go for it. Right, right now. We're recording. We tweeted last night on not to me, but on a thing that uh, the night of the, or the Living Dead was canceled. What? What? The Walking Dead? Walking Dead was canceled. Wait, 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 wait. And well, there's no wait, 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 wait. So the tri- the Twitter went out. So investigations were put forth by by the by by your mom by Judy. Yeah. And uh, they they said that uh, that's fictitious. So anyway. So wait a minute. So you guys tweeted. No, somebody tweeted. And then was put online saying that that we really appreciated all the good time that they've had. But no, that, it's making way too much money. They would recast everybody. Well, that is how they the said show it, is doing. They said that it was that they re-signed them up. Oh no, that's well. I'm they just were, saying they were signed for a fifth season, like right in the and middle. They, of, but they said that they re- recast it because they were going to go in a different direction with. Not new actors, but just. No, I'm just telling you what what was tweeted. What, what now that might be true about the the, the spinoff. What is the spinoff going to be? No one knows yet. That's the whole thing. No one knows anything about the spinoff except for it takes place completely away from Georgia. Like they don't know if it's going to take place in D.C. They don't know if it's going to take place in another part of the world. But it's all brand new characters, and that way Kirkman does not feel tied down to the comic book because like he has to keep Rick alive. Like, there are times where he wanted, he supposedly, in the TV show, they wanted to kill Rick, but they can't really kill Rick because he's the lead character. Yeah. Which, but granted, that doesn't, but he said at some point, uh, like he is in the comic book, he's going to kill Rick, and at some point, that's going to happen in the TV show, but they can't do it just yet because it's, you know, he's the lead. I mean, promises were made, that's the way I always looked at it, I said, and then they come out with, and this is the, like, like the producer, or whoever tweeted it. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I was sitting there going, and then through thir- further investigation, it was a fictitious tweet. <laughs> you can just ask me, right? I, I was always straight up like, that is a bold face. <laughs> well, that is a bold face. Yeah, and then, so, you know, there was, and then separate from what the Twitter was said, right? somebody said that they. It's like they re-signed everybody or something or made a new contract or I don't know. That's funny. That's, I mean, that's funny. So anyway, that, I just thought, no, throw uh, that in there. I, yes, that's fine. Because I really like, I'm looking forward to the next, next. Uh, this season was fantastic. It was you absolutely know, fantastic. Two, two, the first half of last season, I sort of saved everything and watched once, it all at once and tried to watch it all at once and I'll, never, I'll not do that again. <laughs> That's too. It's too much. No, it's not just too much. It's just that. I see. I, I. I don't know. Like I. Really, I. I looked too forward. Too, I was looking forward to it too much. I was going. Oh gosh! And I got to wait. So I thought I might as well do one week at a time, and that way it'll maybe I won't. Well, I. I. I used to laugh at the idea of what Talking Dead was for, which was it's it it it's a nice little break above everything. But, like, one time I saved Walking Dead back-to-back, and I watched Walking Dead both episodes in a row, and I watched Talking Dead 
or I, or I did something where I watched Talking Dead, but I didn't watch Walking Dead, so I sort of knew what happened, but not really. I would just fast forward through all the clips, and I don't know. It, it was it was a little intense, like like oh my god, it's it's too much, it's too nerve wracking. It's like watching Fargo this last week. Did you watch Fargo? Yes, yet? it was. I literally the whole episode was I an was hour and fifteen minutes of going, oh my god, what the fuck is going to happen? But because yeah, I don't know what the hell was going to happen, like is Malvo going to kill Ma- anybody? I could, or, well, yeah, but Malvo you know, he was, is. Well, yeah, he did. He which, did. Well, God, but I couldn't understand. A douchebag, but I want him to live. But he's a douchebag. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm starting. I'm, I'm wondering now though, what's it going to be like? I, I want to know like who's going to be. I, I just want to know who's going to be up in the wood chipper. That's the only thing. And like, I sort of wish it was Malvo. But I mean, like, what, wouldn't that be ironic if Lester was the person who put Malvo in the chipper? Like, that, to me, would just be irony to, to the T. But, and then he gets arrested by the cop, which is... Lester's the insurance salesman. Yes. Right? The guy who sent his wife in. Wearing and she a, killed oh him. I'm sitting there going... I said, are you kidding me? I, he knew that... Malvo was there. Cause he, he knew because the, light, the light, lights, lights were on. The lights were on. And when they went by, when Malvo went by earlier in the evening, the light, there was no really lights on at all. So. Yeah. God, I mean, he that did. was... Even then, she was so go- his wife was so gullible. Jeez, yeah. Which, oh, jeez. An Oriental, an Oriental person raised in in Minnesota, a super gullible. A. <laughs> it's so sad too because she really did love. Like, she really like, loved him, like, you know. Real, right, which even made it more more horrifying. And, and like you're because like look, you look at Les and you go, smart dude. Because even you're just going like his. That, that's the fear, isn't it, right? Going through there and, you know, possibly getting killed so you can get the hell out of Dodge. And you think Melba would, really wants to kill him or you just wants to talk to him? No, yeah, he actually. Wants, no, he wants to kill him. Yeah. It sort of looked like it. But. Well, oh, no, there's no doubt in my mind he totally wants to kill him because Melba was cool with him as long as he helped him. But the moment he, he even hurt him for a second, it's... I was actually more concerned about what's-her-name's dad. Um, was it Carradine was going to get killed? I think it, he sniffed out that Melvo was not, not right. No, well, well, yeah, because he, because he, yeah, and like he, he was a next cop, right? But that was that was the best part, though, is like he officially confirms he was a no. He he sort of hinted that he was a cop, but he never we never heard it officially before that he was. Like I, he, I, I thought I, I might be wrong here. I thought he said someone in the family was with law enforcement, and that's why he doesn't want her to be in law enforcement because he knows what can happen. And then he well, also I thought she insinuated he used to be a highway patrolman. patrolman. Oh, okay. I but see, made, I, but I thought the whole show also insinuated that the big thing that that Gus's Tom Hanks' son, his uh, superiors were talking about. And Bob Odenkirk, uh, her superior, was talking about that happened like years ago. Right. Big old, you know, uh, snafu. I think it was her father. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Which wouldn't be surprised Melva was involved in that one. Actually, yeah. Actually, I, <laughs> that's, I, I that's probably what's going to come of it. Oh, it's no, yeah, because he's like, I never seen anything like that. It was like, it was <laughs> what. And the thing is, I think so too because it tied into what Malvo said about being an animal, which is he's like. Uh, it's, and that's not even an animal would do that because an animal hunts to, to, to feed, yeah. not to kill and be brutal. And Malvo was just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And he took no shit from him too because usually Malvo can get anybody to like. He even flipped. Even the the deaf guy I felt was like sort of freaked out by him. Like, like 
what you Yeah, did. but he let him, he let let him go. Him, let him I, go. See, I think that's going to come back and bite Malvo in the ass, is what I think. Yeah. I, I, really I don't do think know. That. Well, no, you never know. You I never think that know. would be the irony is like maybe Lester goes in the wood chipper and then the blind or the deaf guy is like been waiting. He's like been waiting for the perfect moment just to get revenge because at the end of the day, maybe he has his family, like the girl said, but maybe the only person he really had was his partner, Mr. Wrench. Yeah. Or whatever the hell it was. It's Mr. Wrench and Mr. Something or other. Yeah. But the guy who got his, his, his throat slit. So, which, um, oh no, he didn't get his throat slit in Saving Private Ryan. I was thinking, I was like, that dude gets his throat slit a lot. But no, at, no. Saving Private Ryan, he got stabbed in the heart. He did. Him. Yeah, because remember... He was in Private Ryan. Yeah, because... Didn't know that. Private Ryan, he was the one... Go, Goldberg, he was the one... Uh, Adam Goldberg's the guy's name. He is the guy that was pissed off that they let the German Nazi go by the translator. The translator fought hard with Tom Hanks. He's like, you know, we should show mercy. We should let him go. And then in the final battle, uh, the German Nazi is there, and he comes up from behind, shoots the one friend, Goldberg, the Mr. Wrencher, whoever overpowers him, and enough to knock the gun out of his hand, but then he, the German pulls a knife and just sort of goes, let's let it go, let it go, and just slowly slabs him in the heart and kills him. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's actually one of the more, I think the more brutal deaths that they show, hmm. because it's so personal, it's so personal, but it's not personal. It's personal because yes. you know the character, but it's I thought I'd seen all of Private Ryan, but maybe I've... Don't yeah, because then, because then, what's his name? Uh, uh, the the translator, the translator, because he's a he's a he's a pussy. He he's watching all this go down, and the German Nazi lets him live, and so he taps him on the on the head or something like that. And when he's walking away, the translator finally pulls a gun and kills him hmm. because he didn't have the guts to do it for. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's it, it was it's 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 beautiful cinema. Anyway, tragically beautiful cinema, but. Um, no, so I, I love Fargo, and I got the I got the, the link uh, to review next week's episode, and because they even said I was like, surprisingly, everyone has been fantastic with not giving out spoilers and have been following our instructions. So here's the digital link for for the finale, and I'm just like, you have got to be shitting me. So, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't just happened. You haven't seen it yet. No, so but I'm I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm probably gonna try to watch it Sunday. Well, so uh, this goes up Friday. So in a few days, I'll try to watch it. But I mean, I like flash forwards better than flashbacks. Everybody going going your. Did you like that? Did you like that though? Because you're thinking like the camera starts panning. You're thinking that Malvo's just gonna walk into frame and kill kill Gus. And um, what are you looking for? Uh, just, just looking. Fair enough. <sighs> but, but yeah, I, I was, I, I thought that it was gonna, he was gonna like walk into frame and then, and then kill him, and then, but I'm surprised that Keenan, Keenan and Peel or whatever are Keenan Peel are still, they're the FBI agents. They're Canadians. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, they have their own uh, sketch show on Comedy Central. Oh, they do. And I, and I, and I thought they got on there as a cameo. Like, oh, they're the idiots that let Malvo go in and kill all the, the, the kill Fargo, and now they. Well, but now it looks like they're actually going to. The farce, the farce of the whole thing is, is the captain. Mm-hmm. The the, uh, the captain does. He's he's, an idiot. he's out. Well, he's an idiot. But the point of it is, he he was telling the truth. They're not concerned. Those guys are off the reservation. They went out there on their own. They're not even... Nobody okayed them to go and talk to her. 
Oh no, totally. And, <laughs> but and they fine. believe what they, they believe. believe. What's well, because she's right? Well, that's the sad thing is we all know, we know she's, she's right. right, but yeah. <laughs> and actually, I was getting nervous there at the end. They did that one weird tracking shot of Colin Hanks going through all the house. This is this one shot, this one tracking shot, and and he's just looking around the house. And like it, literally the whole episode, it was it was a damn fine episode because you had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. Like because Malvo sometimes just shows up in somebody's house, going like, "Hey, what's up?" And then and then you die or something horrible happens to you. And so like when Lester got home and he used that weird panning, it was, and it was like two minutes of panning, but it felt like five because you had no idea. Like then the water was running. Like is his wife really taking a shower or or what? Like you know, it was just intense. Yeah, and and again, like Lester's one of those characters. I don't want to see him die, because like, look, he sh- it sucked that he- I don't support the fact that he killed his wife in any way. But you feel bad for it's kind of it's like Tony Soprano. It's like you feel bad for the guy because somewhere in there there's a decent guy. The problem is he's doing he's done bad things. But then like you so you're rooting for him, but you're also rooting against him. Like, do I want the cop to catch him for being a murderer? Yes. There's a part of me that wishes he would get away with it, or at least for the Hess murder. The Hess murder, I don't think he should be charged with because he, didn't. he really didn't do anything. Grand though, he didn't say no either. <laughs> but that, but see, that, but that's the other thing too. Why would Lester get in the fucking elevator? That, that to me is absolutely ridiculous. I thought maybe Lester was going to get in the elevator and be like, "Sup? Hey, I just want you to know. See this? See this award I got? A? Eh? Yeah, this is." Thanks to you, thanks to you in a good way. Thank you, thank you. And then no, he says, I don't know what Lester was trying to do. I have no concept. Like, I really don't. Well, he was drunk, first of all. Well, and he was mm, probably. But I still that you no. Know, like even a drunk person has, I think, or they. He didn't. I don't think he rationalized that Malvo was working. He was working to kill. He had a hundred thousand dollars. He talked about more, losing a hundred G's. So in other words, he had a hundred thousand dollar contract to kill that Dennis brother, and that's the, that was the whole schmoy of him going there to work for that dentist. Did you, I, did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I or? did. But here's yeah. the thing: remember how he said his brother's in witness protection program? Yeah. What if his brother is Mister Wrench? Uh, that would be too much coincidence, but it would be a damn fine one where that's that's who gets Malvo. I'm just saying, like. I don't, I, can think I don't think the feds are going to let a guy go around being a killer here. <laughs> well, no, they didn't let him go around. But he, he maybe he gave information on Fargo. So, like, so look. Well, that might be like, true. Look, mobsters are like are like Hydra. Like the joke about Hydra. Not really a joke, but the ideology of Hydra in Marvel Comics, which is you cut off the head of one, another one's going to take... So if Tony Soprano died in Sopranos, someone's going to pick up that, that crime area and then take it over. Or right. someone's going to push on the territory. It's like what Elias said in Person of Interest. It's like, you can stop one of them, but they're going to keep coming, so why not get one that you trust? You know? Yeah. But that's... Enrique, what's his... Kendall, whatever his name is, a fucking great actor, too, so he can pull that shit off. But, yeah. no, but I, it's the same principle. I, I don't... Now, Grant, because I look at story stuff, I tropes and whatever, I, that's... I mean, the, everything in this story has... I had no idea they would do a cutaway. I, would, I actually wanted them to end with, like, the movie Fargo. Which is how it's starting to not exactly turn out, but it's turning out a little bit. But in terms of like, she's pregnant, she has her her husband, and you know, the only difference between the movie was is that she was the actual chief of police. I thought, 
Um, and she might end up being chief. Well, I think here. that's what's going to happen. Is it's it's going to make her chief of police, and the bumbling guy in the movie is going to be her. But I like that. I I, I like that Oliver Platt's roles is done. Like it was just literally a quick in and out, or at least I think so. I don't know. He you could know. Be, he could be in the finale. I don't. Do you think he really left that money after Murray? Yes, I do. I do. He was that spooked. Yes, but I just for all the guy's faults and whatever the fuck he was doing, he had a higher belief of of, of, of God and whatever, and he believes that God was cursing him. About I mean, well, which didn't fix it. Well, no, it, still, it, it didn't fix still it. lost his firstborn. So. Yeah, but, uh, which and that had, Malvo had nothing to do with it. That was the the irony, I guess, of Malvo's situation was that he had nothing to do with it, and so he lost the money anyway. But he he got some of it, but he didn't get all of it. Yeah, he could have got more. I think is what he was wanting to, but it was a, man, this is a damn fine show. Because I'm sitting there watching it, and well, I was I'm sitting like, there trying to figure out what's going to happen next. We right, and this episode was literally it was it was just a, at the end of the day, it was just a very slow like the whole thing where they kept coming back and forth between, uh, uh, was it Molly in the police car, and Malvo and her dad. And you're going, oh my god! And then he shows her pulling. I was like, what are you doing? What are you, why are you going through the back for? What the like? And I go, oh, <laughs> misses it. And the FBI agents miss it too. Like that was the best thing too, which I, I really love. That that's to me is semi realistic. Being that I was in corrections, yeah. What happened to those? What happened to the? To uh, you, you heard in this episode. How many years they'd been? Not was it nine months? Mm-hmm. Or they'd been survey under surveillance for a really long time. Yeah, you get lax. You do. That's why it should be. That's why when I first out. hired in, when I first hired in my job, yeah, we never worked the same place more than more than two or three days. You you to keep your to keep you sharp. In other words. They didn't want you to get into a pattern. That was one of the things. That was one of the things they always told us. He says you can't, you, you can't, can't have a good pattern because the inmates will know you. You do the same thing every night and every time, and they're, they're, they'll stay your pattern and, and then, it's a and then and, and, uh, you know, use it against you. And that's basically, you know, that's basically what happens is with. With those guys, they, they, I don't think Malvo knew that they were there. They're idiots. Right? Don't they get me wrong; no, they yeah. were idiots. But the point of it is, you, in order for them to get where they were, yeah, you had to be you had to be good. Yeah, being an FI, FBI agent, you didn't, you weren't some kind well, of clod. I, I think that, but the whole thing it, is, I think the whole show. If you look at the characters, are very they're all very clearly. I I realize something. They they have lost something. See, I realize I was just talking about reality with me, and I'm talking about sure. you look at those FBI agents that got in trouble down in Mexico or down there, down in the down south. Yeah, I was like they were together. Yeah, yeah, they were too together too much too long. And they and they they lost sight of the of the, what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, and that's that was the premise. I mean, I had this captain I worked for that when I first hired in there, that he believed that he firmly believed that. He said, "You've got to be honest, and you've got to vary your your patrolling. You've got to vary this. There's certain things you have to do all the time, 
but you need to still change things up. And so if you do it in the evening a few times, do it in the morning when you first get yeah, in instead. Or, so. or, right. You, whatever whatever the situation is, you got to keep yourself fresh, and you always got to be, and a lot of people lose that sight. If you do this, I did the same job for 14 years over the prison, mm-hmm. working in the Sally Port. So, I mean, it's, you know, and after a while, you forget things because they've never been an issue. And yeah. that's basically, you sit in the car all day long, eventually it's going to wear you down. Or, or you're not just paying attention. Well, in and terms you, of the show. And you won't, right. No. Because I really don't think, first off, Malvo is such a, he just doesn't give a fuck. I don't think he would spend, literally he found out that the boys in Fargo were the people behind him getting killed. He didn't give a shit. He just went right up there. And, and he don't care who sees him. He just walked right in, <laughs> kills fucking everybody. And so if those guys would have did see anything, call for backup and go in there, they, they might have eventually cornered Malvo. But he would have killed anybody and got in his way. I don't think he would have cared. I, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think it wasn't that he, Malvo, planned anything in terms of, right. except for pull out a gun, walk in, kill. Which, which, I, I, you know. But I think the funny thing is that everyone is, the only person who actually does, is really good at their job is, Mo, is I think it's Molly. I might miss me saying her name wrong, but Molly, the, the girl cop. Everyone else are, they're very broken people. Looking for redemption. At least the good guys are. So, like, her dad, I think, is that cop that calls the big brouhaha in the way his redemption... So, his redemption is that he doesn't want his daughter... He maybe raised a good cop. I think that would be the... Maybe that's his redemption. It's not earned yet because she hasn't got her day in the sun. or she She isn't right yet, even though we know she is. The two FBI guys, they had one bad day. You know what I mean? <laughs> One really bad day and a lot of people die. But all the monsters are killed, yes, but now they're... And they know something is wrong and now they want to catch the guy. It's, but same thing with Gus. Gus really wants Malvo caught. And he... Re- but the thing is, and that was his thing, was he realized he made did something wrong, he tried to fix it, and then Gus did something wrong again. Now, Grand, his redemption is he got to marry Molly. <laughs> but at the same time, he's been helping her. He helped her put the picture of... Because you know that Molly didn't have that picture of Malvo as the preacher. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and he, he's the one that went online and looked that up real quick and all that stuff. So, he help, he's helped her. So, I, I think that the cop, the good guys, it's all about them. Their big win at the end, even if they all die, is about the redemption part. On the other hand, the bad guys... Well, really, the only really bad guys are Malvo and Lester. And Lester, I think, is just... He got in, he's just in too deep. Yeah, but it's it's a freaking great show. I did not think I would love Fargo, because if you watch the movie, is it a, is it like a movie I want to watch all the time? Is it like Big Lebowski? Or, or I love Hutsucker Proxy. I know, but like William H Macy is amazing in it. it everyone, Steve Buscemi is amazing. Like everyone who's in the movie is really good, and it's a good tight story. I don't want to watch it every. And Francis McDormand, you know, because what was the big thing in the movie was she's pregnant and she's like. Oh hey there, chief. Uh, looks like we got some, some, uh, some blood, and and then uh, oh, looks like we got some vomit. He's like, yeah, I know. I think I just vomited because she's pregnant. She's like, got morning sickness. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, don't do that as evidence. I'm gonna go back to the car, eh? <laughs> you know, I know it's little stuff like that, and, and it's really good. Um, so I, I'm surprised because I went into when Jimmy made me watch it, I was going and wanting to hate it. Because I yeah. barely have time for the shows I watch now. I don't need another one. Yeah. And luckily, this is a miniseries, so they're not hopefully going to do any more after this. 
because I don't know what the, what they're really going to do. But I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's yeah. it's nice to have a TV show like that where I think I think American television should do more of stuff like this where it's a just, it's just a mini series where the most they can do is maybe two like a British show like two or three seasons and it's done. Like they know going in. You know, season one, try to wrap it up and the story, but just in case they have like maybe two more seasons left and they do no more, they put their foot down. Because, I mean, if you do 23 episodes of a TV show, it wears the writers out. Like, you know, I I listened to the podcast for, uh, or Nerdist for the writer's person of interest, and I love that show. And they even go, it gets, it wears down on you because we have 23 hours, 22 to 23 hours. And was it a case in season two? We had 26 hours to produce, yeah. or an extra episode or two. And it's just—it's hard. So, at what point do you focus on story? What what part do you not? And and at some point, you just have writers go off, and, you, and you're trying to oversee everything, but you can't. It, it's it's difficult. And, and then also, like we're trying to have a family. Like one of us is trying to have a family. One of us already has a family, so we have to do that stuff too. It's yeah. no right. So. I don't know. I think, and Grant, I love Person of Interest. I think it's fantastic. I don't want them to change what they're doing because every once in a while you get a throwaway episode in terms of it's just a case of the week, and then the thing that seems like a case of the week ends up being tied to the larger plot. So it's, I'm fine with it. Chuck did that. I'm fine. Yeah. So the shows I really love, like, I don't watch Good Wife, but I think Good Wife does that, doesn't it? Some of the cases end up, or it's more the drama cases between the lawyers end yeah. up powering up to the, to the end. So... But case in point about uh, some of these actors is uh, A&E put out a show roundtable of getting all the actors and they have had six male leads oh yeah uh, and I, I watched that the other day well, was it on Mark Ruffalo it was on it was on a it was on the A&E oh it was on A&E oh I missed that and Mark uh, Ruffalo Mark Ruffalo um, he's a good actor I've not watched the normal part yet <clears throat> Lee Shriver ooh um Luke Schreiber, uh, Michael a- Sheen. He's good too. Um, well, I got three of them. Always, he's number four number. The the lawyer that died in the Good Wife, Josh Josh, Josh Charles, Josh Charles. Okay, and um, the newsroom show on HBO, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. I just I was looking at those egos. All those egos are in that room. Together. Yeah. And I kept thinking, wow. I said, this is... I've named five of them. I can't name, I can't remember the sixth one now. It's okay. But that's, uh, I mean, that's awesome. But it was interesting. It was interesting how all their perspectives and and uh, they talked. They pretty much talked about doing series compared to you know. And they're all feature. doing feature movies and stuff like that. You know, Mark Ruffalo when he first got into the business, they told him to stay away from television. Stay away from TV," he said. He said it's yeah, it's it can be the kiss of death. But he said, he said if you go and look at all the the, the TV or the movie movie uh, magazines and everything that you see, it's nothing but they don't have anything but the TV stars anymore. So he said, he said that yeah, he's glad that he's start. He's you know he still does the movies, but he still likes to get it. In, well, that's like Matthew McConaughey. I have not watched True Detective yet, though everyone tells me it's fantastic. But, but True Detective, Woody Harrelson's done TV before, but he can, he's done both. Right. And he can make, for him, it's a lot easier, I think, to, he just does whatever he wants. Matthew McConaughey, though, did True Detective, and then, I mean, granted, before that was even done, he won the Academy Award. So now he's, he has a lot more stress dealing with what do I do now? 
And then he print, he did press reviews at the time saying, I think I'm done. And the writers were like, the creators of the show were like, it's okay. It's it's we're, we're treating it like American Horror Story, which is if we have the same cast members back, it's okay. It's an anthology story. So right. the, the characters aren't back. The actors are back playing different roles. Because Jessica Lane plays a different character in every season of American Horror Story. I don't watch the show, but she plays a new character. Um, but she's always creepy and good. In a good, she's really well done. But plays creepy. But, and so Matthew County is like, I'm up for coming back for True Detect for True Detective season two. I don't, I don't know what kind of role it'd be, but I'm game for it. I mean, as long as the story's good. But I mean, that's the thing. I think, I think in his case, he got blinded by, oh, what do I do now? And then it's like, wait a minute, the script supposedly were really good. I, I'll come back to it. Mark I mean, Ruffalo, it took Lee years. Schreiber. It took years for that. You know, you know. Uh, on True Detective, yeah, but they got it right. Even though I, I don't, I don't want to. Know, can you say spoiled? I guess it's been. Oh, over. it's been over for. It's a, been over. The DVDs are out now, so the DVDs I, are I think right you're fine. But the, the thing, the thing that was got me was, that, yeah, they they lied, and unfortunately, that happens a lot. Yeah, it, law when law enforcement guys they try to make it make it fit the. The crime, the, the crime, the crime was just a, a you know, it's terrible. I mean, it's undescribable some of the stuff that these guys had done, and so how they pulled it off that these guys that they caught them, you know. It's, it, yeah, I it, heard it was, the showdown was pretty pretty cool. It end. was not, it was know. it was pretty wild. I was sitting there going, <laughs> it was, but that that they they use flashbacks in that one, right? Yeah, it starts off in the future. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, because I yes. heard like like Matthew McConaughey, for example, looks completely like different. Like he looks hair really growing. He looks like tattoos everywhere. When you start out with the show, it's not been concluded. They didn't get everything done because yeah. Because and you one, find out why. Well, you know, in the flashbacks, and, and then the flashbacks, and then they get to the point where it's, it's no more. It's in the present. It's all in the present. So that's cool. I but, I, I did want to see like that and Orange is the New Black. It are two shows. Orange is the New Black is on Netflix. Season two just came out. I've not seen season one. Now, I've watched House of Cards. House of Cards is f- fucking fantastic. It's up there with Fargo. Like it's. I mean, Kevin Spacey. I mean, but when is he bad? Kevin Spacey. Like I watched. Uh, there was a shitty movie he was in. It's not. He was fantastic in that. What was it? It's not. It's a Christmas. Oh, it's the movie where. where uh, oh, we went and saw a movie where he did hosted a stand-up show. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn plays uh, uh, Santa Claus's little brother, or older brother, and okay. it's Santa. Their dad, who was Santa Claus before them, wanted him, the older brother, to be Fred Claus. Fred to be Santa, and Fred. Fred's a, an idiot. He just doesn't care. He's a slacker. So, right. And Kevin Spacey's the bad guy. And the only thing he always wanted from from Santa, but never got, was a, was a Superman costume. And well, you know, it's one of those like little things. And because of that, he feels jilted by Santa Claus. It's really it's it's really stupid. But in terms of that, but that's how Santa and his brother team up to defeat him at the end. Is that Fred goes. What what did what did what did you or dad do that just spurned this guy? And he's just like, I don't know. As they go through the list, the last time he was on the good list was this age, and ever since then he'd been on the bad list. And when you, when you, I think when you hit eighteen, you're no longer on the naughty or good list, or something like that. So they go back in the archives and they go, Oh my god! And we didn't get it for him. And so they give him a Superman costume. So Spacey puts on the, the Superman costume, and he feels like a kid again, and then he undoes what he does. It's a stupid kid's family movie, but Spacey's 
he sells it for every. He's just that good. It, and now imagine that amped up to an as this is Spinal Tap. Amp it up to an eleven, please. It only goes up to ten. It's it's eleven. It's spacey, like you know when he does. And I'm sorry for the microphone. I'm lifting up, but when he goes like that. That's a power move, like Frank does that his character does. And let, let's just say in the end of the second season, uh, he uh, he gets. Uh, he gets he gets really, man. I mean, it's it's intense. It's absolutely intense. Hmm. But I, I I I love that show. That's a good show. But Spacey, that that's a, an actor who went to TV. It's he considers it to be TV, even though it's Netflix. So, but that's fantastic. I've not watched Orange is the New Black. I've taped Royal Pains. I haven't seen Royal Pains yet. But I hear the twist at that it could be. Jimmy didn't like it. Yeah, because I, I, well, I, I, I heard they're going to add a, a sister. Possibly. Possibly. It's... I've, they've sort of left it hanging. I, this is a real... It's a real hanger. She's all through the show, but you don't know who she's the sister or brother of. Oh, so... Hmm? We don't... Now that you've brought that up, she said they say at the end of the episode, "I want to, I, I'm somebody's daughter." We don't know if it's so who, we don't, and Boris, course, we don't know if it's Borsis or if we, or if it's oh oh I see see what I'm saying. Her color, her hair color, could go either way. Is is Auburn, almost Auburn or light right. brown? I yeah. I, I could go. And I heard the preview for now next that week. Now you it, said that they might be, they might be all brothers and sisters. I don't know. Oh, well, because I heard what's his name, and uh, I, I did hear from the trailer for next week. Henry Winkler is in it, and he just goes, "You look very familiar to me." Like, you know. So, uh, but again, that could be just a typical TV, which is a TV trope, which is just the fake out, which is no, it is Boris, or maybe it's somebody else. I mean, I think it'd be more interesting if it well, was. Well, she Boris's. crashes the party, see, and that's and she tells she tells tells. I don't mean to be spoiler. Well, it's already over with. Well, yeah, I, I I should have already watched it. You're fine. Like, I watched Fargo and stayed because I was behind. For her to get into the party that she showed up at, she said that she was. She was Divya's friend, and then the the doctor that that's in love with Divya. With, oh yeah, uh, is he still in it? Yes, he's still in it. Yeah, I like he's, him. She, he he goes to confront her because one somebody says that somebody's in here that's not supposed to be here, and yeah, she goes he, in. And she's Jeremiah. Right, she actually Jer- Jeremiah. What's his last name? I can't. Anyway, sorry. Right, yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah comes in on her. He's one that approaches her first. And he says, uh, says, what are you doing? So, so I was just, uh, she said, she was just dropping off a gift. She was in there just looking around. She said, I was dropping off a gift for, for, you know, for a baby shower. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, is it Divya's baby shower at yes. the party? Oh, yes. okay. Okay. So I was like, sitting there thinking, Paige is pregnant? <laughs> no. And, and she tells Jeremiah that she's Divya's friend. And then Divya says, and you are... And she says, oh, I'm a friend of Jeremiah's. He said, he never told you? <laughs> and so Divya's going... I didn't know Jeremiah. He never had... He never, she knew that that was strange. That yes. Jeremiah's never had. 
well, a girl, a friend, a girlfriend. He supposedly had a friend when he left. Right, but but, but we don't point. know if that's true. Right. Anyway, so actually, that she is caught true. it, and, and when she when when it happened again, it, when they she confronted Jeremiah, or not confronted, when the conversation drifted towards Jeremiah, he says, well, "She said you were my, you she were was your friend. friend." Oh shit! She says, "She says I'll take care of it." And she goes in, and she thinks it's, she thinks it's about the guy that got her pregnant, that actor. Yeah, yeah. She thought she was a groupie. The father. soccer player. Yeah, the soccer player. She thought Pablo. It was a, <laughs> Pablo. She thought. She thought it, and it, that's not the case. And you're thinking, well, that's what it is. But then, and then I was getting the impression that it was Boris's kid. illegitimate kid or something. And I kept thinking that and keeping thinking that because she went to the house. But the, but then again, you're bringing in the fact that that it might be. I don't think uh, maybe they might make it be that way. But I don't. I don't think at the end of the day, it might be a few episodes that Henry and Claire uh, might be the dad. I don't think he really will be though. Or I mean, if they, I don't know. They, they well, might. it could be. But here's it's the a nice thing. way to keep Henry. Here's the thing: is she's <laughs> thinking that that was their house. Uh, if, if she's thinking that's the boy's house, when she clearly finds out that it's, it's not, she or found well, she knows this, uh, yeah, this mm, episode. Oh my! So it's it, you know. I haven't watched Suits. I, I'm I'm eight episodes behind on Suits. Eight episodes behind. I have not watched any of the first half of the season. Oh dear! So I I, I have the first episode taped. I need to go back and well, and watch it. I. I don't down don't down do uh, not say anything about Seuss. Okay. Other than the fact no. that No. <laughs> no. Can I just say a generalization about the show? Oh god. Huh? Yeah. Well, everybody this, knows that what does everybody know about Mike? Not everybody. Not everybody doesn't know about Mike. Uh one person doesn't know. One important person doesn't know. AKA uh Lewis. And that was supposed to what the whole plot line of the last... I'm going to assume he might know now, but I don't well, want to know that. Well, I just... Okay. Well, anyway. You know what? It's my fault. Lewis probably does know by now. But, but here's I the thing, though. I'm not, the I'm not telling you whether he does or not. The episode synopsis spoils it for me anyway, which is Mike, uh, uh, Mike squares away to battle Harvey, and I'm like, for control of the firm or something like that. I'm like... You better watch. You better watch the other six episodes. I know, cause. which is so frustrating because I like. I'm not telling you anything about that. I'm just well. That's what happened. Is I moved into the place. I moved in, and I it was it was one of those shows where I I ta- I missed a lot of Psych too. Matter of fact, I think Psych was coming on in the last two episodes of Suits was airing, and that's when I realized, oh shit, I missed Suits. And then with Psych, it was one of those. It was conflicting with something else, so I only got to see like maybe. Was it? They only had eight episodes left. I watched like maybe four of the of the six episodes of Sight. So you didn't see the last. Episode oh, I saw the last one. The last one was fantastic. I couldn't Is believe everything. Eight I, years. Wait, how many years has that show been on? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Uh, technically, officially, in and terms of real passage of time, it's like ten years. I loved out. But, but he says, he says, I've never spoken to you in eight years, and he turns around. <laughs> And it's Val Kilmer. I'm going up. Well, but here's the thing. Like what Jimmy points out, he's like, it's a throwaway joke. It's they, they they almost address it in almost every single episode there for like the first few seasons, and then they just let it go for a bit, and they brought it back. It almost became like the pineapple. When did they throw it in? But Sean always makes a reference to this cop that he wants to be, 
and 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 someone made there's a clip somewhere on YouTube of all the times Sean references it in that season alone, and it's a lot. And so it's it's one of their payoffs that I never I I was just was is just never paying attention to because <laughs> Sean says a lot of shit. <laughs> so I I, yeah. I thought it was fantastic, and they made because a lot of people said uh, that they would somehow tie it into Monk, and they tied it into Monk wonderfully too, which I really liked. But granted, it left whatever Sean was going to do open, which I really liked. Which was uh, actually Mr. Spencer. We already have somebody. Um, he's in. He's in the the kitchen alphabetizing everything. And, and Gus is like, "Yeah, that was strange." <laughs> I was like, "All right, okay. all right." And then and it's like, "Well, what are we going to do? Well, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out." And then it's like, "That guy stole my purse. We'll go get him." I, I thought that was a fantastic finale. I loved every second of that. And. And also, it got a little dramatic, which usually Psych tends to get away from, where they don't play it for seriousness. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought they found a perfect way to to just balance. They was absurd but serious at the same time. Because um, I thought there was a better way to handle Henry when Henry got shot. I thought there was a lot of really good ways to handle that. Um, like even uh, the musical, which I thought was okay. I didn't like the music. That's the problem. Like, you can get me on the musical even if the story isn't good. Like, like the Scrubs musical is not fantastic storytelling, but in terms of what the plot of the episode is, like, or the conceit, which is some girl here, which is true, people sometimes with brain tumors can hear nothing but music. It's been recorded, like, twice in the history of man. It's not common, but that was their end to get the musical done, right? Well, the music, though, I thought was catchy, and I liked the music. So that, to me, like the music of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the conceit's a little weird, but the music alone is really, I thought, engaging. So I, I like it. I'll, I'll deal with whatever story problems I have with it. Uh, the psych musical was just meh. And then they killed off, what's her name? Uh, Yin Yang, or they killed off Yin. And I didn't like that. I, I thought it was it was done very cheap, like for the laugh. And, and I... I because I thought I was pretty sad. It was like Ali Sheedy, you know, openly at first was the butt of the joke, you know, being you know being one of the brat pack, and then and she came and she came on for multiple episodes and she was a good character that you know and I don't know I thought they sort of pissed it away a bit. I because then they brought what's his name back for his big debt hit from from heaven where he came back and sang that one bit the guy who died I think in the third Yin Yang episode. Uh, remember he was the big nerd that they made him out to be a. Uh, be one of the the suspects in each murder, and then uh, and then he gets killed by Yang. In the, okay. in the yeah, um, I I just thought that was, I mean the rest of the episode beyond that was actually the story was sort of funny. But I I was like if you're gonna kill Yan, Yan off, you need a, I don't know, because Sean was like, well Yan's dead, <laughs> that sucks. She helped us though. <laughs> Onward. Onward, song. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I. I'm not one like a big old funeral thing, but I, I just I, I don't know. Yeah. But I thought that, with the, that to further drive my point home. My point is that I think Psych sometimes would have been an even better show if they could find a way to make the drama stuff work. And my big complaint going into the finale was they're just all it's just all going to be one big joke and it's over. And no, that's not what happened at all. Like the whole scene with Sean on the computer. While absurd, fit what was the story, and then it was fantastic. Like it, uh, I got a little choked up. I'm going to say watching that a little bit because Sean doesn't do that kind of thing. And, and then, and then, the, make it more absurd. Gus drives back and find out like four times, <laughs> and 
And then he does the thing which fits Gus's character. He goes back to the girl, tries to tries to kiss her, and she sprays him with mace. <laughs> so he's driving to San Francisco. Anyway, uh, oh, the one of the things I, I actually because uh, not a lot of people I, I that I've had on the show have seen Maleficent, and I wanted to talk about Maleficent, and because. Uh, I, I think we're going to approach it from very different angles, and maybe it's because I, I when I watch movies, I think of I'm concerned about. Well, I just want to be. I just don't want to be entertained. But I, I think that I get also in this situation for me, it was disappointing for me because when the trailer first came out, my first thought was, why do I want to see this take of a character that was handled beautifully in the Disney film? Like, granted, she's a she's a pure villain in that, but, like, she's one of the best Disney villains. Like, her and, and Scar are some of the best Disney villains because they, they technically get away with it for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they did what they set out to do, and I don't, I don't know. And then this one, and I, my first thought was, well, Angelina Jolie is perfectly cast, but I'm not excited. And then the other trailer came out. And then the other trailer came out, and then it started. It kept being, it kept looking better and better and better, and and then when we saw the movie, I, I guess I was disappointed. I thought there were some story inconsistencies, and and and, and, and nothing against Angelina, Angelina Jolie though. She was perfect. The guy who played the king was perfect. Even the girl who played Aurora was perfect. Uh, the actresses who were cast as the three go- the original fairy godmothers, yeah. I thought they were well. They were they're good actors. I just don't. Th- I just think their whole scenes were just the whole. It was the tone problem. It was a storytelling and tone problem. So, you know, when we saw the movie, uh, the person I was with, we equated her wings being ripped off to his rape. I heard that in a review, and I didn't tell her that. And when she walked out, she's like, "That that ring scene felt like you know she got raped." And I was like, "Right." That and then at the end of it, she gets her wings back. So it just feels like what are what's the what are you trying? The tone is is off, and also it doesn't feel like it makes any sense that the wings could come back true anyway. If you rip off a bird's wings, a bird's not going to be able to put their wings back on. And go, I can fly. Yeah, but she's a fairy. I so. don't give a shit. There's no no no. Look look. Chekhov can't have a gun to go off in the third me, act if you don't know the gun is a gun. That's my problem. Okay, that's my problem with it. That's one of the okay. main problems and I have. With of course, it. this is off the this is off the screen. You, why would he? Well, look, there's a why would he have boarded them up if, if they were self if they weren't self generating? Why he would, could not leave them? No, no. Why would he board them up? He he he. No, locked them up in the thing so they couldn't fly fly back to her. That's not how I took that at all. No. I took that out. It's a trophy. This is what got me to be no. the king. No, it, that's what got him to be the king. The king wanted proof that he and killed Maleficent, right? And so he took it back to himself. And why did he? Why did he do that? He did rape her, I guess, and assassins. But well, he. But didn't, why did he? Why did he? he supposedly why? loved her and didn't want okay. to kill her. Damn. And I get that. That to me makes sense thematically. My thing is, is that you don't have this. T- okay, like storytelling terms. It's like. Chekhov's gun is there. It's a gun. You know it's a gun. And at some point, the gun's going to go off in the third act. My thing is is that common sense logic of things is if you rip the wings off, that, okay. Now, if Maleficent at some point during the movie says, 
I want to go back in there because if he still has my wings, like maybe that be the ulterior motive as well to go to the castle and then realize that she does love the girl that would have made way I would have just let that go because that to me makes sense for the character because Maleficent is she's thawing but but there I don't have a I don't understand why she loved the girl or why she took care of the girl and look I understand that not really because the concept is is that does she really hate the king that much that she would keep the little girl alive? Yes, but they need to show it, like have her showing her torch something, like because she should take great. Maleficent is a good fairy, yes, but if you're going to make someone villainous, even if you're going to have them fall at the end, you got to make them villainous. Her just showing up and doing what she does, it's just like, it's like she's just, it's like she's a bad good girl playing. It's like the son of a preacher, uh, the daughter of a preacher, dating the bad boyfriend for a bit, you know, and dressing up like a goth, and then going, nope, I'm good. Jesus, yay. No, it's not, no. You have to have a better, storytelling-wise, it has to be more, it has to make more sense. Like, she could have let the little girl fall off the cliff. You know how horrible for the king that would have been that, 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 that Maleficent didn't kill her, not really, that just the little girl of her own stupidity and means fell off the cliff and died? Like, why did she keep her alive? That would have been more agonizing. Now, granted, though, he could have been more so paranoid he would have blamed Maleficent anyway, but that's beside the point. That, to me, makes sense story-wise, where she goes, hmm, I can't let her die because I want him to suffer that true love's kiss does not exist. I want him to... You know what? That, to me, makes sense. That's what my problem with the story was. And then, again, the wing thing. Like, it just felt like it was a last-minute, oh, crap, how do we? How does she get out of there? I don't know. Give her her wings back. I just felt that was very, like, wait, what? Her wings? Can, what? What? It just felt very contrived and, and, and too much of a convenience to... Well... But, with that said... She Maleficent was really good. The scenes that she had with Aurora, where Aurora was starting to fault her a bit, I thought were fantastic. I, I thought where, but because well, even then her ulterior motives were showing, which is, you know, whose who's ulterior motives? Maleficent, which was no, I, her 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 desire from the very beginning of the movie was that well, both kingdoms could live would in peace, live in peace together. Right, and I, and no, I it's not. There was the king, kings. Yes, the king that wanted to, her killed because she was okay. the leader of Stephen the usurpers. Didn't, Stephen didn't want her killed. No, and I don't. And what what set him off was when she cursed the daughter. Mm. I think he would have he he. He he was not ever going to go over and take take over her kingdom. I don't. He his love for her was like that, but she was upset because she. This is my opinion. I mean, evidently this is this is my concept sure. because he took the wings. Okay, and uh, we don't see this, and they don't put it in the thing. But evidently, the wings did not die. But that's what I'm saying. Like it would, like even if they would have showed. I mean, they, the they, movie, it appeared that way. But if they, they would have showed during those scenes when he was boxing up that the wings were starting to move, again, I would have been okay with that. But that to me is like this is my trophy. 
of how I or and also in a way my penance. Like, you know what? I, I love rhinos, but I had to, you know, to become king, I had to kill a rhino, and this is the last rhino. I'm going to put the rhino's head up here as not only as my trophy to other people, but to me to remember that this is the, the horror I did to get to where I was. That's how I took that as. And then, not like where the rhino's head just starts, now if the rhino's head started moving around and stuff, and then you just fucking, like, put a mace or something over it, or this, that's what I'm saying. It just felt, very, there's no reason why, it's like a very last man, like, someone walked in and goes... Oh, how do you get around that? Make the wings come to life. Okay, I, that 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 bothered me. Everything else though was the guy that got to play the king. I remember I, I looked up a picture of him. And I looked at a picture of the the animated character. He looks like the king. Yeah, it's it's okay, the, damn the, fine. The the the, the, um, the guy the guy that played the Black Sparrow. What other movies was he? In? I do not know off the top of my head. I, I have no I, clue. I tried to figure out who he was. And I, like I've seen him before, but I'm not. Anyway, I thought he did a fairly good job. No, I thought he, you know, was be just to show you. Yes, I did. That's too. what I did too. I, I did thought too. the way the movie was going, I said, and that young prince kissed her, and she didn't wake. I was going. Well, I think that's the thing said, too is that if you, but I think what you got to realize is that is that Melissa. I can't pronounce her name. Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I got you. She is really a good fairy, right? She had something bad to her, done bad to her yes. by a guy, and she, in her heart, knew. I mean, she tried to cancel the spell. She. she well, right, and I love that. She, I love that part of it. And I, again, there are a lot of great things about. About that, I I just felt that at the end of the day, I, I walked out of the theater going, "That was it, that was disappointing." Well, and, and I, I, know, I thought I just thought that, that the crow was going to do the kiss. Oh, I did too until it happened, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's going to be Maleficent." <laughs> and, and I and then look, there's nothing wrong with that. But after Frozen came out, I, I thought that was a little bit. I, I think they're ripping themselves off, but I still appreciated it a lot. Because that to me, but again, I just feel it's to me. I think I'm more upset of all the wasted potential that the story could have had. And make like you could have made that an even better like like at the end of the day, if you liked the movie, I think it could have been even better and even more. Like, I part so, of me wanted to walk out of the movie sort of be crying a little bit because I want Maleficent to be the good guy. You know what I mean? You do want her to be the good guy. You want to root for her. I didn't root for her. Like even at the end, I was like. I don't really care what happens to her. I don't. I really know. That's what I'm saying. I don't like make. I wanted her to earn my respect and love back as a character because at the beginning of the movie, I felt for her. It was horrible what happened to her. Yeah. And and then like and then when she turned like that, I go, okay, well now you're on the dark side. Like, okay, this is not again. They had three movies to do it, but if you're going to talk about a similar like character, like look at Darth Vader. If you go by the original trilogy alone, you only hear about what happened to Anakin. You don't see what happens to him. And that alone, and just, I, and honestly, within a span of a movie and a half, which is the end of Empire, the very, very end of Empire, and then uh, the rest of Jedi, you get a wonderful turn of, of, a, of a villain who is maybe not always a villain. You know what I mean? And, you, and no, there's not a lot. Well, the original had didn't have a lot of dialogue. It was a very... I like because like when you're growing up, you hate Darth Vader. He's a bat. He's a bat. You like him because he's a badass. He's the dark side of the force. He's the face of the bad guy. And then at the end of it, you know, 
he turns. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I wanted that because I, I get choked up when that whole thing happens. I, yeah. I it's a, it's a good story. I, I guess that that's what I, I wanted that, and I didn't get that. So, I guess I'm saying, uh, or not saying, I felt that what they what they wanted to say is that, that there is true love. Yeah, true love. Yes, but true it could be between uh, parental or friends or right. Right, um, and that's again, and that's that fine. Was, I just think they didn't knock it home, though. Like, well, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I thought it was nicely, nicely told. I, I don't know. It's just like our friend, our fr- mutual friend Bob Pierce. Yeah, he he knew every, he hasn't seen it yet, but he, he knew knows. Everything. He knew everything. He wanted to know about Stephen. He was calling these people by name. I'm going, he would see it. Yeah. He, what about Stephen? And he said, does he became king? Or is he? And I was going, well, yeah. But, and he, so he has read the book. I, I've never read the books. I've only read the, I've only seen the. The anime movie. Anime, anime movie. Yeah. So I'm still in the dark. But he, he was going totally by the. Oh yeah, it's and it's so I you know, but he he was talking about the things like that, and he was wanting to know, if, yeah, but she she is evil as and yeah. well, you she make a good guy. She was she, she was not evil. She was evil, but she was only evil to the people that hurt her. Right, and, and he realized that he realized that she realized eventually that the little girl is is just a victim. She's a victim. the victim, just like but, she was, and, and that's fine. And, and I appreciate that. And she I, did not want her to suffer, and I completely appreciate that. I, I think that was the thing that is was, that I don't think they did a good job of really knocking that home. Not really. Like on the surface, it was she takes she ends up being the real godmother. And da, da, da. it's like it's just it's very on the surface kind of stuff, and I wanted that to go deeper a little bit because I thought that they had the material was there that they could. I just thought it was a wasted opportunity, and that, and that I think is what's more frustrating me because to me it's more frustrating when you see all the right pieces of uh, you know all the right ingredients into a soup, but the soup doesn't turn out right, and that was my problem with Maleficent. I, I beyond that though, like I would watch it again if it's on TV, but I would not. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I would not see it in theaters again. I I was bummed by it, and now it's I think successful enough. They're going to do it with other Disney villains like Jafar and Ursula, and that makes me a little bit more how they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, but because I think Maleficent, again, the story parts were there. It just wasn't put together well at the end. But I digress. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I it's just like I'm having trouble expressing what how. How it, yeah, because I'm. You're right. There's probably some flaws there, but. Well, no, right. I, well, look. At the end of the day, it's like it depends on what you want from from a movie. Th- that's the other thing too. Like, I think it part of the problem with me is that the Sleeping Beauty is actually a good Disney. To, it, it is a good total Disney movie, and so and she's iconic anyway. So in my head, and also at the end of the day, like. I love Godzilla, the new Godzilla version movie, and I love the original Godzilla. I, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. At the end of the day, I know that the human stuff is going to suck really bad. Or is this because you don't care? You just want to see the monsters destroy shit. That's 
That's the fun of the Godzilla movie. Yeah. And the Godzilla stuff is perfect. The Brian Cranston stuff is perfect. I love the actor who plays Ford. I just think that he just feels like there, story-wise there's some stuff that's missing and I think they could have been even better if they would have just explained or again they supposedly cut out a lot of stuff but like the the boy in that like look I know that he's not the reason why I'm really watching the movie I'm going to see Godzilla everyone wants to see Godzilla well sure you're right right and and so and I understand they're doing what Spielberg did with the shark which is they're they're teasing the shark out or they're she- teasing Godzilla out until the, the fight at the end where you see everything I'm fine with that but you got to make the human stuff interesting. The first time I saw it, I was fine with it. Second time, though, I'm like, oh, he's just not like he shows no like he like on the train tracks. He leads all those boys into those train tracks. And granted, he's doing his job, yes, but they all die. He feels no remorse. They don't show him saying remorse. It's like if that happened to me, I, I mean, I might not cry about it. But I'm like, I led those men to their death. Oh my god, like I, I did that. And then like he gets to San Francisco, it's not like. I should go check on my family. He does check on his family. He's like, the son is fine. We can't find the wife. Mm. He's not, he's, there's no emotion. He's just, he's like, okay. <laughs> Soldier, come here. We want you to jump out of a plane. You're probably going to die. Well, my son doesn't have a mom, but that's okay. I'm going to do it. it. Like, you know, they would have done something where he would have looked for the kid or something. It would have made sense. That's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, yeah. does it, do I want to see it? No. But if I'm going to, if you're going to make me try to act to get me to care about the guy, even though I, I don't care about him, I care about the big 400 foot tall lizard destroying fucking monsters. You, at least make it fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like at the end, of, at the end of Jaws, I gave a shit about Brody and Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> I don't remember Richard Dreyfus's name. I'm just going to call him Richard Dreyfus. I give a shit about. I even give a shit about Quint, <laughs> even though he's a complete asshole. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I'm saying. This is like Brian Cranston. I completely care, but that I don't know. That's the kind of thing I'm I'm saying. It's like at, that. At the end of the day, though, that's a big dumb popcorn movie, and I know going in that I should not. But I just think that the potential is there. Then that point is like, well, then why? Are, it's like Armageddon. At no point will I ever go into a Transformers or a Michael Bay movie, uh, except for Ninja Turtles. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to hate that. It's going to be so bad because it's all about explosions. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like Turtles enough that I don't want it to be just about explosions. I want it to be what I want the other stuff to be, which is, like, for all the flaws I, uh, all the other versions of the fandom have, there's something there to like. I look at the Michael Bay version, and I go, there's just nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. I, I guess that's really what it comes down to for, is what I'm, for me. So, like, with Maleficent, I was going and going... I I think there's a lot of potential there, and I think they, I think that's the more refreshing thing, like for me. But some people look at it and go, "It's just a movie," and and that's cool. I I just I don't know, but I mean, I want to go about shit anyway. Like obviously, as I've been ranting for two minutes about fucking Godzilla. But I'm just yeah, saying, but, uh, yeah, the people. It's like you. Everybody you, went to see Godzilla tear up wherever. He was going to be at. Simple as that. But they had a story. Oh, they did. And I thought and the story it, it, it was it itself was, actually pretty decent. It was pretty good. They, Yeah. You know. It, 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 at the end of the day, I wasn't saying going like, the nuclear reactor. Like, cause sometimes you watch the Japanese versions, the one that originated the monster. And you, and you go, even they're just going like, we're really just winging, we're just killing time until we get to the monsters, right? Yeah. Like, here's a shot of Godzilla in the water. And you're going... 
movie's good. Nothing's <laughs> happening. He's just swimming in the ocean. And then you get back to the humans. Like the nuclear reactor created a muto that grew up five sizes, but can shrink down. Maybe the nuclear reactor had a meltdown in itself. That it, no one gives a shit about that. You cut back to the muto. It's doing all this cool shit. You know what I mean? Like that's what happened to Japanese stuff, and then then the monsters fight, and you, you're like best movie ever. I think Humans. I I think did I go? I went over this with you. The only thing I felt bad about on the on Godzilla's movie was that how could fire destroy those radioactive eggs? Yeah, that was that was the only thing. I, I, I agree now with that. If, it, if if he being that he was supposed to be a bomb specialist, if he had put in. A mm-hmm. thermonuclear bomb, some kind. Yeah, but that would have been eggs hot have... enough. Would have been hot enough, but he had been burned up too. Wait, but wouldn't the eggs have absorbed the energy because it's nuclear ra- radiation? Hey, hey, that's the question. Which there's the whole, and also like, like if he saw the big balls ball sack of eggs, when at some point he sit there and go shoot the fucking orange glowy thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know I sure would. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's, uh, but you're. I, uh, I think it's just like, but then he was—he knew his dad was was off the deep end. So he always thought, right. and, he, and he always hid that. So he—if you're talking about not being That's not true. being responsive to, oh, he's things, just not responsive. He wasn't anything. responsive to anything. That's true. Because That's true. He, he, yeah, he. he uh, okay, I'll, I'll he give missed you that. his mom. And not but, his dad didn't react to it, so he just shut down. Well, his you know, well, his dad, his dad reacted dad the opposite, which way. is yeah. So he was just trying to. He's so, but that he's could dealing be, with it. Yes, his and therapy bill is quite large. Some people about some the size people, of Godzilla. They some people say that that uh, bomb techs. Yeah, they're already nothing. They, they got ice. They got ice in their veins, so then they don't let. That's so, true. So you. Because oh, you're sitting there, like, you're Godzilla. sitting here, you're good. sitting on top of a bomb here, and you're trying to defuse it, and it could blow up in your face. Think of all the things that could happen. Yeah, you don't want to be thinking like that. You can't be. Not. You can't be. Sh- <laughs> you can't be crying. Oh, my wife would <laughs> not be dead. Because <laughs> here, what was it? Oh, or in his case, it would be like. Oh, I'm so sad. My wife might be dead, and my kid might be just no parent at all. But uh, Godzilla's having the same type of problem, I think, because he looks at me like, like we have a connection. Like when he fell down back there. <laughs> also, the other thing. I, okay, the other thing that bothered me about Godzilla a little bit, which was the more hypothetical dilemma, which is they say multiple times Godzilla's there to to hunt the thing. Well, it's tie back into Fargo at the beginning of the podcast. An animal hunts to feed. Our big guy doesn't doesn't go to buffet town for on the mutos. He just lets them sit at the building and like all. It would have been a simple thing of when he's going out to the sea and goes king of the monsters, our savior, whatever, which was a nice touch, well done. All he has to do is just drag that big old fucking muto carcass into the ocean and then disappear. That's all I would have, or maybe just the head. I would have taken anything, <laughs> or like a big, maybe a big old juicy muto leg, <laughs> something. But like, because that was the thing. It's like he brings balance to nature. Like, isn't us creating nuclear energy a, a you know, knocking the balance out of nature? That's what I'm saying. It's like, is that why he was here back in the? Supposedly they cut out an hour of the movie, and I maybe they addressed that also. This is not really a problem. I was actually okay with it, but because Ken Watanabe is a good actor, but 
I felt like they wasted him, or that all his role was is just walk around the movie with his, like his face and all, and then go and not say Godzilla, but to go Godzilla, <laughs> which was awesome because the first time I'm watching it, like when he goes, no, his name is, and I'm going like. Say it like the Japanese do in the movies. Like even the American translation, the American dubbing is always Godzilla like that, and he does it every time. It was awesome. So anyway, I was no right. So on that note, I think we'll, I think we'll end it from there. All right. Get out of here without jeez! You're a creep. Go away. We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers. Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?